BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. I've done a lot of episodes here, but in my whole six episodes that I'm bringing someone back that has already been on my podcast a couple weeks ago. So not this most recent one with Megan, but the one before I had Josh and Nathan on talking about dating and sex and relationships in their 20s, their late 20s. And I actually have Josh back today talking about a topic that I've been very fascinated by and talked to various people about it because I feel it's um, something that gets kind of a bad rap and it's not talked about as often. And I want to talk to him about it because he is for this topic. And the topic is open relationships. Um, A lot of people are immediately going to say no, negative, bad, never would consider it. But Josh is actually for open relationships. And I am just fascinated with why and how and and how this became a thing um, in his life. And he's had successful open relationships. And so I'm very excited to talk to him today. So welcome back, Josh. Good to be here. Are you you excited? Yeah. Yeah. So slightly different topics than we talked about with Nathan the other day but um so I guess the first place to start because everyone kind of already know you've already been on here so they know your background but Mm -hmm. what um why are you for open relationships and what made you get into open relationships Uh, so the reason I'm for open relationships is I was in a really long on and off relationship with a high school sweetheart we had been together for eight years or so with some big gaps between but uh, I cheated on her Uh, it's the one time I've cheated in a relationship and when it happened uh, I you, you never cheat because you want to hurt somebody or at least I, I don't know anyone who's done that like specifically to go out and be malicious it's just because you're not getting something out of this relationship that you feel like you want or you need and uh, I came to a place where I just wasn't getting what I needed out of this relationship sexually. And I think a part of that was we'd been together for so long. Um, it had just kind of gotten monotonous. Mm-hmm. Um, How long were you together? Uh, on and off for eight years. Eight time. years. So okay. Yeah. I was about 23. Um, mm-hmm. So specifically because it was this person that I had been with for so long. We were so close. We spent all of those uh, crucial years together. We watched each other grow up. Like, not only was she my romantic partner, she was my best friend. So, to have cheated on her and hurt her in that way was devastating for me, honestly. Like, I can't take away what she experienced. Obviously, it must have been harder for her. Um, But it didn't 
it didn't it didn't feel good for me to watch right. her hurt. Um, and when that happened, I really kind of had to sit with myself and say, if she had cheated on, because she was, she stated me and it kind of boggled my mind. Honestly, when I had gotten caught, I assumed this is over. This is like, I ruined it. Like this is the end, but mm-hmm. she wanted to stay with me. And I had to sit with myself and kind of say, how do I feel about this? Like, do I judge her for staying with me? How would I feel if she cheated right. on me? Um, like, am I taking advantage over her, uh, taking advantage of her by staying with her um, and having gotten away with this thing? Uh, I mean, for, like for all intents and purposes, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't rainbows and butterflies right away. It was, right. It was a hard time for a couple months, but sure. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, the repercussions were minimal. So I had to come to a spot and say, do I love this person enough to where if she had done the same thing, like letting it go would be better than losing her altogether. And that was kind of when it opened my eyes to, all right, so if I can get past it, it's not, what is it about, what is it that I need to get past? What is it about me that would be upset that she slept with someone else? And immediately it just took me to my ego and mm-hmm. I was like, it's my insecurities that would say that I don't want her to sleep with someone else. I, I, I'm scared that she might go out there and find someone better than me and just stop coming home. Because um, they were better or because they were better looking or what? what in any way. Anything. In any way. Um, and honestly, the funny thing is, I think I got to a point with open relationships where for me, it's like, look, you may have better sex with somebody, but like, for me, the crucial part of a real relationship is the uh, interpersonal, emotional, mm-hmm. intellectual connection that we have. Uh, I mean, I can I can have a really, like, to get a little X-rated, I suppose, I can really enjoy uh, an experience that I have at home by myself watching porn. Right. Um, but I don't have any sort of intellectual, emotional connection to the the people on the screen. Yeah. Um, so to me, like, that's kind of how I drew to the conclusion, like, okay, this is the most important part of the relationship. Sex is just maintenance. Um, and if I can view it that way, I can kind of set my ego and, like, the emotional, hormonal responses to someone else having sex with another person aside and say, it's not worth losing this emotional connection. I see. So what... So what happened after that? Like, did you immediately start um, anyone you were with? Like, you you had to make sure you were in an open relationship. Like, what was the next uh, stage? Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I've always kind of come from the perspective that I've never been one of these guys that wanted to go out and get married. I, I kind of have an off the beaten path uh, perspective on children as well. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll probably have to have you back on another podcast yeah. to talk about that one because that's interesting. No, yeah, no <laughs> joke. Um, I personally, I feel like it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's a very primal base thing to have, like to procreate and have more children. So I don't think like that's. Um, I don't think it's ethical at mm-hmm. this point in history to be reproducing anymore. Like I think there's enough of us, um, especially like for everyone to have one. Like I don't think everybody gets one. Um, right. uh, coming to the decision of who gets to have them and who doesn't, that's way beyond me. I, mm-hmm. I don't get to say that. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily like feel like it's my life's purpose to go out and have children or find a mate. So what do I do in a world with women and men who have been raised in an environment that says this is the only way? Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of came to the conclusion that I 
don't feel like our bodies are built for monogamy and the direction I see society moving isn't conducive to monogamy either. Um, so for me, I kind of like if when someone really talks to me about it, I say I'm just a little more evolved in the right. sexual realm mm -hmm. than a lot of people are. Um, I think I think there's a lot of things that are built in that say that open relationships shouldn't work and they don't work. But I think if you can get your mind there, your body will follow. Mm -hmm. So are have you noticed that um, when you're meeting women, when you're out at bars or wherever mm -hmm. you're meeting women, are they for this? Like, have you noticed? Yeah. So I think that was your original question was how how to, how has it gone in relationships that I've been in? Mm -hmm. How to introduce that to people? Uh, it's like a day one thing for me oh okay they, like I don't like the first like the first time the, you meet the, them the first day I mean if it's the first time I meet them and like we're in a group setting and I'm like hey we should hang out sometime mm. we're probably not going to talk about it that night but if you're on a one-on-one -on -one... if I'm in a one-on-one -on -one and we're talking about like well what do you how's the dating life been mm -hmm. for you just like those typical first date conversations it almost always comes up like well do you want to get married do you want to have kids sort of thing and I am usually up front from the get-go where it's not usually I am up front from the get-go no, I've, I've never wanted those things. I, I don't think I want those things. Um, my what's the typical response? Sorry uh, to cut you off, but what's the typical response? I mean, there's been a do? lot of first dates where, like, I just don't hear back from them. Mm -hmm. I think that, like, that's not going to work for a lot of people. But at the same time, I'm coming from a place where I don't want to hurt anybody. So honesty is the best thing I can do for these women, especially like because I am so promiscuous. Like I don't want to, I don't want to lie to you and mislead you just to sleep with you. That's not, that's not my end game. Mm -hmm. um, I think that is a lot of people's end game. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of guys out there that feel like me who will not be so forthcoming with the way they feel right. because that's their end game. Exactly. Like they're just trying to sleep with you. Um, like there's a, there's a lot of first dates I've been on where that comes up and they may not just like immediately go running for the hills, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's like a contributing factor as to why we don't have a second date. I see. Um, um, but the few women that have been responsive to it, um, I've had three different relationships that lasted about a year uh, with women in um, and it was open, open relationships. Open relationships. Yeah. yeah, and each each of those had their pitfalls and their good moments, um, and we can get into those too. Were they were they also um, hooking up, sleeping with other men? Like were they or they were like how, um, how did it work? I would assume so. I I come from a place where, and I think this is this is very this is crucial in any open relationship is understanding what the other person wants to know about your open relationship. For me, I don't want to know anything. Like I don't need to like, at I, all. No, no, I get it. I don't. I don't need his name. I don't need where you went to dinner. I don't need to know that you slept with him or you didn't sleep with him. Like that's, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me to know. But do you do you, do you like ruminate in your head like like oh where is she like are you thinking about it or are you just kind of shut your that part of your brain off like how does it work? No, uh, it's it doesn't get to me. I so I kind of I kind of got to the point where it's like. I, I'm not going to be the only person you run to when you need a laugh. I'm not going to be the only person you run to when you need a serious conversation, um, which are all things that we do to maintain a healthy body and a healthy mind. Hmm. 
I think of sex as one of those things. Like it's just something we have to do to maintain a healthy body and a healthy mind. And I don't have to be the one person you run to to maintain that all the time. And you're okay with that. You just don't want to know like who, when, where, what. Yeah, like, no, no, you, not at all. And I also, uh, when we were speaking about it in private the other day, I uh, use an analogy where it's like if you, if the person you love goes to your very favorite restaurant without you, are you mad? It's like, or can you just be happy that that person enjoyed a meal? Um, right. So and there's like, one of the most typical responses when I talk to someone about being in an open relationship is they say, oh, well, if you if like you can't possibly be in love with that person if you feel okay with them sleeping with somebody else. And my counter argument is, no, I love them so much that I would hate to be the reason they missed out on a sexual experience when they have this finite amount of time on this planet. Like if that makes you happy great go participate in that thing that makes you happy like don't miss out because of me like that's i think that's a big like that's a big part of it for me too like i don't want to be the reason like i I never want to be the reason someone looks back at 52 and is like man i spent my entire life with this one man and like now i'm at a point in my like physical state that like i'm not going to be able to have all these enjoyable experiences that i could have had and so you, it seems that you, you're confident enough in yourself, not in a cocky or arrogant way, but you are, you are self-assured enough to be okay with the fact that they might sleep with someone else, but still love you in, in a different way. Like you're okay. Like a lot of guys wouldn't be okay with that. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm, I'm confident. Yeah. That's a, that's crucial is being confident in, uh, in your relationship, in the sexual part of your relationship and especially in your, like the emotional part of your relationship. Like, uh. Uh, and that honestly, that's where a big part of it comes from is like, I know what I bring to the table as far as emotional support mm-hmm. and stability. And I know that that is more important to my significant other than just sleeping with somebody. Right. Because I know from my personal experience in my relationships, like when I cheated on my girlfriend, mm-hmm. I knew that the girl that I was cheating on her with was just a fling. Like it was not an intellectual or emotional no, no. connection it at all. It was just a sexual right. thing. Right. And, uh, I know that I know that it that that night with that person didn't make me love my girlfriend any less. Of course, right. So that's kind of what it was. It was like, all right, if I can love her with my whole heart, but I need this one thing outside of our relationship, but it doesn't change how I feel for her. Why can't she sleep with someone else? It doesn't change the way she feels about me. Right. Um, and that's really like, that was really like a big eye opening moment for me. And then ever since then I was like, all right, from now on open relationships until it doesn't make sense. And and has it always it's made sense ever? actually every well it's not so not yet so far every I mean all of them have ended I think in one way or the other because it was an open relationship two of them was because I was like okay I'm just killing this person right now I think it's become too hard on them I think uh a couple of them entered into it thinking, ah, this will be like... No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. It. I can handle it. And then the relationship gets a little more serious. And then they're not able to separate their ego from uh, from the situation. They build those insecurities. So what happens, like, let's say you're in this open relationship. You go into it open mm-hmm. and you 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 fall hard for them like do you yeah. do you foresee yourself ever getting to the point where you're like actually like monogamy is this is i want to be with this girl forever on a mare here on a babies with her like yeah. and you don't want any other woman so in my most recent relationship that just ended uh at the beginning of the year it was exactly like that i all of my relationships before her in the years previous had been open relationships um i entered into this one agreeing to be in an open relationship with her because it made sense at the time and then it was just like man I, I don't 
I, I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to sleep with anybody else. Um, like I just genuinely don't. Like I'm, I'm having everything that I need fulfilled in this right. spot right now. Like physical, mental, emotional, yeah. all of it. Everything was there for me, um, but it wasn't for her. Uh, like she wanted to keep it. She wanted to keep it to where we were completely open. And um, so she was more. She was the open. She was the one that wanted the open relationship. Really, at this point. Uh, well, yeah. So it got definitely got to that point. In the beginning, we both agreed that we wanted an open relationship, right. and we were okay with it. But for me, it got to a point where it's like it's not an open relationship anymore in a way because like I'm not stepping outside of the relationship because I simply don't want to like I'm right. finally at a point where I'm like okay I can do this and I can't say that I would want to do it forever um, but I was for sure at that moment like alright I can be monogamous for the foreseeable future like in a year and a half from now or two years from now once right. it gets monotonous like a lot of relationships end up doing um, mm-hmm. I can see myself wanting to be like okay I want to be in an open relationship again <laughs> right right but uh this one um this last one it got to a point where uh like so what big part of having a successful relationship is communication and honesty and being completely open and a big part of it which was my downfall was reading into things that are not explicit Mm -hmm. and having very specific conversations about how you feel about things um we had established that we were in an open relationship months later into the relationship um there was some conversations I, I can't remember verbatim what was said but she basically said you're all I want this is this is all I need in my life and I read into that more than I should have and I was like oh, okay so she means I'm the only person she wants this is the only thing she needs in her life we're monogamous like she is all about me there's no one else this is uh, this is just us against the world sort of thing now and a month later, like it, I was like, oh, oh, she. So that's okay. not what she meant. Yeah, that's not what she meant at all. I mean, she she might have meant something. I'm sure whatever it was, she whatever whatever she did mean was endearing and thoughtful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. caring. Uh, it just wasn't what I thought. So you have to have these very explicit conversations about what you what you mean, how you feel, and it's not something you have to like reestablish every single week. Right. But to be mindful of what you're saying in flippant conversations to make sure that you're not you're not misleading your partner. Right. Um, I don't think that what she did was malicious. I don't think she was intentionally trying of to mislead not, right. me. Um, I think it was 100% my fault. I, I I thought she was saying something she wasn't, and I should have been. I should like you should have inquired asked, or asked, asked, asked more. Yeah, right. Um, and that when it happened, and I kind of was like, "Dude, uh, what what are you doing sleeping with some other dude?" And she was like, "Why are you Why are you upset with me?" And it drove a wedge between us because we thought we had this really deep connection where we were having this awesome open relationship, and uh, both of us were on the same page. Uh, which really in the end ended up being the uh, the the nail in the coffin, I suppose, right, for the right. relationship. And there were other contributing factors, but that was a big part of it. Um, and then in previous relationships that I've had where it didn't work out was uh, the other person – I could see how my – how would you say extramarital affairs when you're in a marriage but extra extra relational affairs mm-hmm. outside of that relationship were starting to weigh on those girls I see um, I think because we didn't have open and honest communication conversations right yeah where they where I was like what, what do you want to know do you want to know who I'm with do you want to know when I'm with them do you want to know where we're going do you want to know what we're doing do you want to know how we did it like right. there's 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 all kinds of things that you kind of have to talk about with that person when you're going to be in an open relationship that is 
not the most comfortable thing to discuss uh, even with the yeah. person that you're, that you're the most intimate with. Right. Um, I think it reveals a lot about you. Um, I've been with some girls who want to know every single like dirty detail. Like where, when, how, what, why. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I've been with people who don't want to know anything about it. Um, and you're, you're, you're respectful to what they're, yeah, 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 of if course. they don't hear about it, you don't talk about it. Oh, of course. I mean, you'd have to be, I mean, that wouldn't be, it wouldn't work. That's a disaster immediately. But so, okay. So let's say you, you meet this girl, however you meet her and you're, you hit it off. You're attracted to her physically, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. You talk about being in an open relationship. You're in an open relationship, but then you and or her, it, it goes beyond that. You're like, well, I actually don't want you sleeping with anyone else. I don't want you being with anyone else. Like, typically, it sounds like it then won't work. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's either not going to work or it's going to be a really hard six or seven months. But do you think ever that this could be forever? The open relationship situation could that be forever? Like, can you sustain that forever? I and I know you're not forever yet. You're not. Yeah, I mean, I think 100 years old, but I think that you can. If you are 100% open and honest, it just keeps coming back to that honesty thing where you have to know what what the other person needs and you have to be able to respect those needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there might be points in an open relationship where it's like, you know what? I want us to be monogamous for six months or whatever. It's like, I need right. to be monogamous right now. Like I need to, I need to know that like you're mine right now. Okay. So what do and you do other, in that situation? And the other person might need that. And you know, if like... I feel like you it's it's okay to be selfish and it's okay to be greedy and it it sucks when someone else's happiness pivots on your happiness or like or your uh, your presence like uh, when you, you know that if you leave someone their heart's gonna break and that that's that's terrible yeah um, but at the same time if you're unhappy you kind of I feel like you have to put that first Mm-hmm. You owe it to yourself yeah, you to, to put that yourself. first. Yeah. So if that person says, "Hey, I need you right now. I need you. To, I need this to be monogamous," uh, you have to ask yourself, like, "All right, well, where am I at? Is is this person's happiness where my happiness lies, and I can do this, mm-hmm. or am I being, or am I going to be selfish right now and say, you know what, like that's not what I need right now? Right. Uh, and I don't think that always lines up. Do you think you're going to have this? Do you think this is a phase? I mean, no, clearly not because you've been, this has been your thought process for a while. But do you think that at some point you might be like, I don't want an open relationship. I want someone to be with one and only emotional, physical, mental, everything. I think that, I think like we were talking about earlier, like things getting monotonous. I don't think that even if I go into a relationship and it's monogamous, like I wanted this last one to be, like I said, I don't know that I can say in two years I'm going to want to. Right. Like at the time you thought that was, you wanted that monogamous relationship, but you don't, like you don't know if you're built for that, meant for that. I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think our bodies are built to be monogamous forever. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, But do you think emotionally, mentally, it could be one person forever, but the physical, the sex is the, the, the thing that can't be always the same person is it both yeah definitely I mean, because I have people in my life right now where I definitely have like a stronger emotional intellectual connection with someone that I haven't been with for a while um, that will always trump whatever sexual relationship that I'm in got it so it's not that one's more important than the other like the emotional or the physical like how like how do you determine like if you have this emotional uh, mental connection with someone uh-huh. like 
Well, okay, here here's a better question. You have this emotional mental connection with someone that is like mind blowing, like okay. incredible, but you don't have the physical. Would you be with that? Like, how, how do you? How does that work? Uh, so I had that in uh, the relationship previous to my most recent one, and like we could lay in bed and talk for hours. We 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 could spend every day with each other, and we would never get tired of each other. We had a blast. We had the like most, you enjoyed it. Yeah, we t- we really enjoyed being around each other. But the sex wasn't any good. Like, it just wasn't good. Um, for we, either of you. And particularly for me. Uh, okay. <laughs> she, so she wanted sex all the time. And it really got to the point in our relationship where, like, I physically couldn't ha- – I could not have sex with her. Uh, I, because was, why? I might – to be explicit, like yes, I just my my dick would not get hard for her. <laughs> like to be honest, so you were not physically attracted to her. She was not like no. Cute in, or... in the beginning of the relationship, it was all there. It was perfect, and then after like five or six months, it just kind of fell away. And then to where it got to be like the last three months of our relationship, I don't think we had sex once in like ninety days, and it was. <laughs> It was the point where we both had such a strong connection, like neither right. of us wanted to let it go, even though we were basically just best friends. But yeah, we so, what were, do you do there? It was. Uh, it got to the point where I called her and I was like, "Hey, we need to talk about us not having sex." And we had a conversation that night, and it was like, "This isn't going to work. Like this, this doesn't make sense. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to you." Right. Um, especially, really for her, like I. It, it, it was not an easy thing to lay in bed next to her all those nights knowing that she wanted to sleep with me and not wanting to do that with her or the times we would try and it simply wouldn't happen like couldn't happen right seeing her seeing her self-esteem be diminished in that way was really heartbreaking for me because I cared about her a lot and I wanted her to be happy I wanted her to feel wanted she deserves to feel wanted uh, it just wasn't there right like you couldn't help it like no it, like, I, couldn't, it just... I, I couldn't help it like, as I, I desperately wanted to have sex with her just to not hurt her feelings if for no other reason and it just, I, it just wouldn't it wasn't there so I, you can have these like really strong emotional connections and the sex not be there but it's but that's not sustainable. I, I don't think it's sustainable, no. I don't think you can just step outside the relationship and sleep with other people ex- like exclusively and not sleep with the person that you're spending all of your time with and it be, yes. So could you have stayed with her and just been in an open relationship with her and, and you each go outside of the relationship for the physical? Um, or she wasn't down for that? or uh, You know, I mean... I think it got to the point where she was so into it. I think I could have told her I wanted to do whatever I wanted and she would have been okay with that because she was so content with like what we had emotionally. I see. Um, she really didn't have a lot of stability in her life and I was like a real like pillar. A rock of, for her. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I really think that she needed me so much emotionally at the time that I could have said whatever and she would have been okay with it. Um, so you ultimately ended that? No, because I could tell how how bad it was for her. Okay, I um, see. Like, not only was I unhappy sexually, like, because not that I didn't want to have sex, um, but yeah like I, said, I I didn't want to let her go she didn't want to let me go but in the end I, I was like this this is not going to end well for either of us right I can see how unhappy you are on a, on a daily basis yeah yeah so how does it work and it, it's probably different for everyone you're with someone you have agreed to be in an open relationship do you guys still have sex and then you also have sex with people outside of the relationship yes. or you don't have sex at all 
No, uh, you have you have sex and then you have sex outside the relationship. And for me, it never got to be where it was like you're sleeping with a lot of people in rapid succession. Like I would be able to maintain a relationship with this person and be monogamous with them for a month or two. Right. And then I might step outside and sleep with a couple different people in a short span of time just to experience a different flavor, I suppose, like for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd be like, okay, cool. I sowed some wild oats. Like I'm back in it now. Right, right. Um, like the emotional connection never disappeared. And honestly, I think when the, the times I step out and come back, it reignites the sex in a way that that makes sense is completely new right um and i don't know exactly why that is but anecdotally it's always been true for me okay so so how would you okay so let's say someone i mean i guess you can't speak to this because you're not married but okay well what happens if you decide like you know what kids are for me like i might want kids how would that work if you were in an open relationship and you wanted kids with someone like what do you uh i mean Juggling any sort of relationship once kids are involved is always difficult. Even <laughs> like, so, juggling like your emotional relationship and a sexual relationship on top of like raising humans has got to be incredibly <laughs> difficult. Um, I would imagine. I yeah, I, I really don't know. I feel like I, I don't have much of a perspective to offer on it because I haven't been married. And okay, I have kids, but I, I don't think that it's impossible. But I think it's another one of those things where you just got to be completely open and honest. Communicate. Yeah, you have to communicate. If you're not communicating, it's never going to work. Do you foresee yourself ever having kids? Um, so in my last relationship, my girlfriend said she wanted to have kids. And for the first time in my entire life, I was overcome with this overwhelming overwhelming hunger for children like immediately or just in knowing that it could be the day she told me like i want four kids i was like we could have four kids today <laughs> yeah i don't like let's do it uh and wow it she was, must have been amazing <laughs> i know she was she was she was awesome I, I she's a great girl um i hope she's really i she, she deserves all the happiness in the world so you're not on bad terms with her no no i'm not on bad terms with any of my ex-girlfriends i could call any of them today and say hey i've got a flat tire and they would drive happily across town to help me Aww. out with it and the same goes for them like uh, I've never had like a knockdown, drag out fighting kind of right. breakup, but that comes from being a hundred percent open and honest in your relationship. So that's what it is. Yeah. And, and not being, having the other person know that no matter what it is that you're doing, isn't coming from a malicious place. Right. And I think a lot of relationships are kind of eaten up with that. I, I talk to people all the time and they're like, my girlfriend called me a bitch. So or a fucker. So I called her a bitch. And then she called me a motherfucker. So I called her a cunt. And it's like anytime <laughs> right? that you are hurt, in a relationship, whether it's an intimate relationship or just a friend relationship, the minute that you're hurt and your response is to hurt them in an equal manner, you need to get out. It's not it's not healthy. Um, right. So I think all of my partners that I've been with know that that's the kind of place that I come from. Like I'm because you're upfront about it. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm, it, well, and I, I'm, I don't argue in my relationships. I want to fight with you in your relationships. I've never called anyone a name. I can look back from all of my relationships and know that I've never called anyone a name out of anger. Like I can definitely like recall times I've been in H E B and been like, bitch, get some cheese <laughs> or whatever it is. Like we're being goofy together. But cheese is important. Exactly. So. <laughs> it is, it is crucial. Uh, but I've never called anyone a name out of anger. So I think that all my partners know that about me when we end it they know that it's just because you're a good person yeah it's not because like I- i'm dying to like 
uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I don't, I've been very lucky. Yeah, you have. But so, um, so what happens like um, these these days? I mean, it has been a lot. But let's say you're at a bar, or you're at H E B, and you meet this girl, and and it it's good. You hit it off. So it, it's right away that you're going to talk to her about this because the, the reason I'm fascinated with it is because so many people are are very much not for open relationships. Yeah. And and it's because they just it, well because what you said like we have been um brought up society makes us feel monogamy is everything and yeah. and but you are for like it's almost like you love the person so much that you want them to experience something else. Right. And and like do you believe in I mean do you believe in it happens but divorce like is that like do you believe in marriage and then do you believe in divorce? Like what's your what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Uh, I had this conversation the other day. I believe that I believe in finding someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with. So you do. Okay. I don't necessarily believe in the institution of marriage. Like I don't necessarily believe that you have to go sign a bunch of paperwork or that you need to have some big get together and kind of, uh, and have everyone bring you gifts. There's something <laughs> innately narcissistic about that to me that I don't think is necessarily healthy. And I think is also kind of caught up in the schism that is, uh, mm-hmm intimate relationships that's been it, it all seems very archaic to me mm-hmm. even the diamond ring is a bit of a dowry sort of like mm-hmm. gesture to me that I, just doesn't make sense and I try to look at it from a female perspective sometime and I I feel like if I was a woman I wouldn't want it mm-hmm. I, I don't think right um so you're so it's you're not against commitment. You're no, not, not against. At all. But that whole the whole uh, the whole song and dance. Yeah, you're I'm not, not in, so much I'm on. I'm not interested in the big song and dance. Um, there, like I said, there's something innately narcissistic about that to me. Like if you want to invite like your closest friends and family members and have like you just recite some vows or something. I think mm-hmm. we, we spoke in the last podcast. I'm not yeah. religious, so right, that's right. not an element of it for me. Um, but if you want to like have a small get together and like exchange some vows, I understand the uh, the the depth and meaningfulness of doing something like that. Mm-hmm. I get that. I've felt those emotions when mm-hmm. I've watched friends of mine get married. Mm-hmm. But I also watch friends of mine get married, and I'm like, there's a bunch of motherfuckers in this room that none of us have seen in years. This is foolish. Like I don't know <laughs> why. I don't know why you thought you had to buy this person dinner because you are getting married, and like, right. I don't know why they would bring you a gift because you were lucky enough to find someone you want to spend forever with. I'm like, okay. you should be buying us gifts. But what if you wanted the crock pot and you couldn't afford the crock pot and it was on your register? You know what? Be up front and just say you need some help with a crock pot. <laughs> I, I and honestly like I'm much more likely to send you a gift to your wedding than I am to show up to a wedding. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not my scene. But so, uh, but you're like when you go to weddings, you're it's not like you're like this like negative no, Nancy in the back. No, you have a great time. You're for it. You're. I will say if I show up to your wedding, that means you are dearly loved. Oh, <laughs> I, I see. Will not go to weddings, and I I think I've told like maybe three or four people in my life like, hey, you're not allowed to get married because you're one of the people that I know if you do get married I'm gonna have to go right right to go Um, but you're not it's not like you're like because it doesn't sound like at all you're not like a negative person like you if someone if some if your best friend is for monogamy and would never believe in open relationships you are for that for that I would never try to convince someone that this is the way to go um I have just found that it is the way for me and I don't want people to be freaked out about exploring it 
Um, but I think it's pretty amazing that you have already discovered or not discovered, but figure out that is the way for you. I mean, that means you obviously know yourself very well and what, what works for you and what doesn't, because a lot of people don't know this as well, even at your age and our age and you know, well, and it works for me right now. I right. Mean, it might I, not be forever. Yeah. Right. I mean, this has been the last four years of my life, but I mean, I may, I might wake up tomorrow and be like, man, that guy on the podcast yesterday was an idiot. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, I don't foresee that. Right. I mean, right. I'm always open to having, to having my mind changed and like there's like I never wanted kids before right and then you were with this girl and, and it changed everything I mean I, I don't necessarily I don't want kids now that but you might was over, but I understand that uh, it, I can I can be I can have those feelings I can have those emotions and before that I never thought so right um so yeah, I, I don't know. Like I might, I might find someone and be like, I will never be in an open relationship ever again. Like I want monogamy forever with this person. Uh, I feel like that's really far fetched, but it might happen. It might. So you're not, you're not saying you never say never. Like you yeah, are. Yeah, no, no. I'm never dug in on anything, and I feel like anyone who is a really boring person to have a conversation with because it's like, well. What are we doing? Like, right, If you've got right. an opinion and it can never be changed, what are we talking about? Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty – I mean, it's amazing because I, I – I, you know, I have a lot of friends and we've like the, – the conversations have come up and even like, you know, I have this friend actually who is – in therapy and and she was telling me about it that that the therapist was saying well you know maybe an open relationship is something that you should explore yeah. and and it was immediately like no i can never do that but but right. it's not such a like an asinine thing like it, it, it's it's okay like it's it's it, it is okay it's okay for the right person i mean you have to be okay with the i think it's okay for the right couples like i said it's 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 a hundred percent like a two-way street like it has to be both people involved in this decision and well but what happens if one okay so let's say one i mean i guess you can't speak to it because you're not in that situation but let's say one person's like super into it like oh my god i think this could really like enhance our relationship because yeah. i'm getting x y and z from this person but the other person's not like yeah. so is it divorce is it is it what what do you do i mean how does someone i mean i guess you can't speak to that because i think it's like that. anything else in life like uh whether it's a, if it's a job it's like our, does the good outweigh the bad um yeah so, I mean, is this if if I decide to be in an open relationship with this person, is it going to hurt me? Yeah, it might hurt for a little while, but like, am I? Is this relationship so great and so good that I'm willing to like have this experience with this person and see mm -hmm. like see if it works? Right. Um, it's it's a tough one because it's one of those things like once you do it, you can't really take it back sort of thing, I guess. Right. But if you communicate about it. But if you communicate about it. Um, but I mean, even once you say it, like it's a tough thing to take back. It's it's a really hard thing to approach your significant other and say, hey, especially if you've been together for a while and say, hey, I think I'm yeah, by the way. in a relationship. Yeah. And that might, that might really hurt the other person to even hear that you've have those inklings of an idea. If they don't have that idea yeah, at all. Yeah, if they don't have that idea at all. Um, but then the problem is that that person could then sleep with someone else, like cheat cheat on them and, and it yeah, could be a whole mess. For sure. Um, but... If you communicate, it sounds like the 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 whole thing has to do with communication. It definitely all has to, communi has to it, do with communication. It all comes back to communication, but there's a lot of, like, some relationships just don't work. Some right, right, right. And some relationships burn really bright and then they burn out and mm -hmm. that's how it goes like not everything is meant to last forever even some things that feel like it's going to be forever when you're in the moment with it it just doesn't work out it's right right exactly um, and not being afraid for things to not work out 
like that's I think a lot of people live in fear of just all right I found this great thing what if I don't find it again what if I never right. find it again right. I, I, I felt that way when I immediately when I got out of this relationship it was like oh my god I found someone who makes me want to have kids who makes me want to possibly be monogamous for a long time I'm sure it like, shocked you like oh, it was incredibly shocking and then once I got out of it I was like oh my god what if I never find this again and then I had to think like all right well I was happy before this so how do you feel now? Because this breakup wasn't that long ago. So how do you feel now? I feel like I'm not looking for that because I was never looking for that to begin with. Right. Um, and I've been happy. So now I'm just going to continue to float on like I was before. So you feel like, genuinely happy and you're okay and you're good. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like, I, I definitely still think about her once a day. Like, I mean, it's, it's only been about a month now. Uh, I definitely still think about her once a day. Like things will come up. Like I was cleaning my room the other day and I almost lost my shit over like a brown bobby pin. Like, Why? Okay. Yeah. Thing under my bed and her bobby pin was on the floor and I was like, oh, Right. So you really liked her? I mean, no, I, yeah, I loved her. Genuinely, I loved her. Um, and it was, it was like, it's, it's tough. It's never easy to like have a breakup, I guess. But uh, I'm not. I'm excited because I found that I can feel those things for yeah. somebody. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not actively looking for it. If right. I, if I stumble into it, that's great. If I never find it again, that'll be okay too. And you'll genuinely be okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. Like I said, I like I've never lived a life where I think that my happiness is going to pivot on whether or not I'm in a relationship with somebody or whether I have children. And I think that's that's a huge problem for a lot of people is there's this huge expectation that once you graduate college, you get your 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 big kid job, you're working Monday through Friday, you have the weekends <laughs> off, it's a 9 to 5. It's like all right it's time to settle down. and then it's like engaged married baby like yeah. all within like three years yeah i mean there's there's a right. there's a plan laid out and there's a lot of comfort in that mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. knowing that there's a system but that's and not you <laughs> that's not me um and i think it's really uncomfortable to kind of ride this wave of uncertainty um all the way through your 20s and into your 30s where it's like i may find someone i may not like i'm not in any rush um a lot because I think a lot of you also live in fear of like if I don't do it now like how eligible am I going to be later in life right um, right but you're but but it's very it's I feel like it's probably refreshing to many when you when you speak about this because it's not you know it's not like the most common thing your mindset is not the most oh, common oh no yeah I definitely understand what how I feel is most is not common for most people I know when I've told my <laughs> I actually I remember the first relationship I was in where it was like alright this is going to be open uh, like I want to sleep with other people and she was like okay whatever you want to do I was like what? <laughs> do what? wait I was like you're you're telling me <laughs> I can go do this and I can come back and you were like alright and you're not going to be mad at me? You're not even mad at me. I was like, I got to call somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need you to write this down. Right. You just sign at the bottom. We're going to date yeah. We're going to have someone come in and stamp it. We need this approved by the government. Because I don't believe you. Uh, but that's how it was. Yeah, I that's mean. how it was. And I was like, wow, someone's actually down to do this. And then after that, after that experience, I was like, well, I can't go back now. Like, I, I yeah, can't, I can't go back now. I can't not have this freedom, especially when you're talking about being in the opening parts of a relationship with somebody. You just cut everything off and say, I'm gonna like seclude myself and wrap myself in this one person and shut myself to all shut myself off to all these other experiences that I could be having because this person might be the one. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. I, it, it's just crazy to me. 
And I see people all the time in these like six or seven month relationships. I think everyone from the outside perspective can say that this is not going to work. Even though it's making you happy now, that's cool. But you're also missing out on all this other stuff you could be doing while you're in it. But because you didn't have this uncomfortable conversation in your first few Because it's a very uncomfortable conversation, I would imagine. I've gotten to the point where it's not uncomfortable for me. I haven't noticed it be like visual. Like it hasn't been obviously uncomfortable for someone else to talk about. Usually, I had the other person answers with just as much intrigue as you did yeah. when I first mentioned it, which is why Josh is on this podcast. <laughs> They're like, well, how does that work? Yeah, like how, because that? it's not it's not the norm, and it's not what most people do. No, not at all. And I think because I've been doing it for a while now, and it's coming from a place of where I'm not. I don't think with the women that I spend my time with, I I read as someone who is just out trying to have as much crazy wild sex, like party boy frat guy mm-hmm. sort of vibe. I don't think I don't think that's how I read. Okay, um, yeah, right. And when I'm able to articulate why I think mm-hmm. open relationships are the way to go, that makes sense. People are much more responsive to them. Um, and I think I've been with some girls who were just like, oh, this seems interesting. Let's try it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it definitely wasn't their thing. Right. But they, but they tried. Which they tried. And then I think I've been with that. other girls where it's like, I don't know that they're ever going to be in a relationship that's not an open relationship after they've experienced one either. Um, but like you, I said earlier, like I'm not, in a, I'm not in a position where I'm like advocating this for everybody. I don't think it's for everybody. No, and I think that's what's that's what's pretty awesome that you're you're not saying, oh my god, like fuck marriage, fuck like monogamy. Like if it's good no, for I someone, that's amazing. Yeah, but that's for beautiful. you at this moment in your life, it is not maybe the thing for you and and honestly and, like i feel like i'm kind of fucking jinxed uh it's it would be like significantly less complex like if i was just wanting to be in a monogamous relationship with somebody right. i feel like every relationship every first date i go into like i'm carrying this big fucking bag and i'm like hey just yeah. so you know you have to carry this shit. by the way but now you can have them listen to the podcast and then they... all right before we go on this before day i'm gonna send to you over to hashtag no filter uh, but, <laughs> but but it's but that it's because it's not the most common thing and because society has us living in a very like coupled world where where you're with someone and and if you if you are if there are any indiscretions you're cheating on them and it's a I mean you are I would well I don't I don't know everyone but you are rare but I think it, it might be refreshing to some like yeah. I think it's I mean it's pretty cool that you're like coming out and and like you're talking about it like I mean random people are gonna be listening to this I think the best thing you can do in a relationship where you feel like this might be the answer is to just have open and honest conversations about your sex life with your partner. Um, Plain and simple. Like, just communicate. Yeah. I mean, you have to. You have to. I mean, it, it, and this might not be the road it goes. Maybe you just want to get tied up. Maybe you want... Like, we talked about like the last Like, tied up? Are we talking, like, tied up against the bed, like, yeah, 50 Shades yeah, of Grey? Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Maybe you want to be, like, tied up against the bed, like, 50 Shades of Grey. Maybe you want, like, some sort of, like, role play thing. Like, people have to be comfortable with what they want. And if you're not in a relationship, I think, where you're 100% comfortable to talk to the person that you're... Well, then that's a problem to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> then you're probably not in the healthiest relationship and you right. need to step outside of it and examine it for a long time Yeah. before you say, I'm really going to commit to this. Like, if you can't come to your partner and say, hey, things aren't the way we need them to be, then it's time to go. Right. And that then if sense. you come to your partner and you say, hey, things aren't the way they need to be, let's try ABC, and they shoot all, all three of those things down, then you're dealing with somebody who 
isn't in touch with that obviously doesn't have have your best interest at heart right right so i mean it's like it's 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 because you're not thinking of it from a selfish standpoint at all you're actually thinking it you're thinking of it from a selfless standpoint that you want your partner to get what they want and say yeah to say that you're willing to let your significant other that you say that you love go sleep with someone else you have to come from a really selfless and you have to have a have a have a a, ego can't get in the way i mean it it really really can't um it's if if it does it's it's gonna destroy i mean but it's that's like most things yeah yeah, if if your ego is your driving factor in anything you're gonna have a hard go of it I th- this is just so I feel like I could talk about this for hours so I guess what would be your like I mean I know what actually your answer is going to be but your parting not parting words but your advice for someone that might want to dabble in the territory of open relationships I assume it's communication <laughs> <laughs> no absolute silence uh, yeah I would say yeah just what we talked about a second ago if you're in a relationship where you feel like you can't talk about something like this you really need to examine your relationship and take a step back and you owe it to yourself don't let someone else's um happiness like relying on you stop you from being happy Mm -hmm. Like, I, like put yourself for I mean not in a selfish way but put yourself I mean you you yeah, are well, your, your your significant other deserves to be in a relationship with someone who is just as invested in it as they are mm-hmm. and if you're not getting everything you need out of that relationship you're not going to be as invested as they are 100% like you're just not mm-hmm. you can't be if you're missing this little X factor from your relationship but the other person's getting everything you're still not going to be able to reciprocate what the, the quality of emotion they're bringing to the table because like they're feeling it all while you're not right 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 no that i it's basically like put um what is the the quote or the the saying like until you uh until you're happy and 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 no one you can't make someone else happy i mean you shouldn't you shouldn't um depend on someone else for your happiness i mean it's cliche but yeah you can't but it's cliche because it's true yes yeah yeah, you can't love someone until you love yourself Mm -hmm. and that if you're Mm -hmm. not happy you're not happy by yourself you're never going to be happy with somebody else yeah don't drag your insecurities that you've always had into a new relationship that's never going to do anyone any good i find this very fascinating we might even have a part two guys of theirs is there anything else you want to share is that i mean that Um, was i mean we we could again we could do a part two but um don't just don't let sex be a taboo. I, I feel like even from our from our first podcast, yeah, some of the responses that came back from it, yeah, um, we got some nasty responses yeah. actually from that. Yeah, people of, are scared of dating. <laughs> people are scared of dating. That's for certain. I, which I kind of understand, but at the same time, I kind of don't understand. Don't let any of this be taboo. I not agree. everything, not everything that works for you is going to work for everyone else. And don't feel like if you haven't found someone yet, it's some oddity. Like we have the luxury, the day and age we live in, to not have to go out and rush into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you don't, you're not a guy who works in the coal mines, and if there's not a woman back home <laughs> cooking the dinner, like you're not going to be able to eat when you get back. And there's, you're point. not, you're not a woman where if you're pregnant for nine months, you can't possibly work and support yourself. So you have to depend on the man who got you pregnant to come back and provide for you we live in this time where we can really truly be selfish for the Mm -hmm, first time mm -hmm. ever and especially right now like women are having quite the the, the, um, i don't want to get political but women are having um, like women can do everything women can be everything and 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 support themselves and they don't need a man to do that they don't need us at all to do that and they deserve that freedom and that luxury Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. be able to feel that um 
So really take take the time mm -hmm. to fall in love with yourself before you feel like you need to lay any of this other stuff in place. I know a lot of people that have found themselves later in life mm -hmm. after they found who they thought they want to spend forever with and it's like I married this person when I was 24 and now that I'm 33, I'm a completely different person. It's like, yeah, surprise when you got married, <laughs> Hello. when you got married, your frontal cortex wasn't formed. Like you are literally, <laughs> really, you are literally a completely different person than you yeah, were. Yeah. Your, your taste buds aren't even the same. So to say that everything is going to withstand the test of time, right. is just kind of crazy. So don't, don't ever feel like if you're unhappy that you have to stay in it for somebody else. And I would say the same thing with kids. I, I like staying together for the kids yeah. is a really common thing. But well, because know. it's a lot easier to stay together for the kids than not. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You have to co-parent then, or maybe you don't have to. I can't speak to this, but you, yeah, there's a bigger there's a, thing. It's not just divorce. It's, it's very, divorce it's with a the very kids. convoluted process. But at the same time, like you owe it to yourself to be happy. You only get this finite amount of time on earth, and even if it's your kids' happiness, like I feel like you, you, you can kind of be selfish a little bit, and it'll work. Don't be, don't be scared that if this relationship doesn't work, that it's all gonna end that's and over and every crash down right and you're gonna be alone forever you may be alone forever but if you entered into a relationship where you were genuinely in love with yourself before you did you'll be fine on your own right like you were fine before the person you'll be fine after exactly that's what we said about my relationship earlier yeah i made yeah. it work i made it work for 26 years without her i'm sure i can make it <laughs> you like, you'll be okay <laughs> yeah i think i'll figure it out he's not crying guys he's okay he's <laughs> yeah. good he's good well this is like extremely fascinating and i Feel like we could talk for hours about this but um yeah so he so josh might come back and we might talk about this another time but i would be interested what people think about this so i i'm please like dm me at julie lauren 14 on instagram or email me at julie at julie .com and i would love uh, feedback right yeah, like what did you love I'm, to hear I'm this josh I'm dying to what's your instagram if you want them to uh my instagram is josh cb Seven one three. Okay. Um, really easy to find, and yeah, I de I definitely want to know what people have to say about it's it. Interesting. I, it's interesting. I'd like to know if people have tried it and it didn't work. People yeah. Have tried it and did and work. And it did work. Yeah. People who are trying to approach it trepidatiously mm -hmm. with their mm -hmm. significant other on how maybe ways to bring it up in conversation. It is a difficult thing to do to just say, hey, yeah. By the way. Sex isn't that awesome. Let's try something else. <laughs> like, that's tough. Like, you never want to hurt the yeah, other person's feelings. I, yeah. mm -hmm. But at the same time, I have to feel like if you're not if you're not getting 100% of what you need, the other person can't possibly get all they need to. Valid point. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I thought it was extremely interesting. I hope you subscribe and download Hashtag No Filter, and I hope you enjoy it. And thank you so much for listening, and I will be back very soon. Bye. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.